InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Our nation's mortgage mess has rapidly become a foreclosure fiasco. How bad is it, and what do you need to know? Here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Jack Guttentag. He's professor of finance emeritus at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. He's also the founder of a website called mtgprofessor.com. Professor Guttentag, just how bad is the foreclosure situation now? It's pretty bad. A lot of folks are having trouble. One of the things that's happened, which underlies a lot of the problems, is the decline in house prices. It's not just people having personal financial difficulties. That's always an issue. But at one time in one year, it never affects too many unless we have a recession. That has not been the major problem. The major problem has been that a lot of people got in over their heads. They have had their rate adjusted and they can't make the payment. And at the same time, the value of their properties has gone down rather than up. So they're not in a position to refinance. If you don't have equity in your house, it sharply limits your options. Could you paint for us a picture of what maybe the typical foreclosure looks like these days? Well, I don't know that there's a typical, if you're talking about the process. In some cases, borrowers stop paying for one reason or another. They go into default. Foreclosure doesn't happen immediately. Sometimes it could happen as early as 90 days, but oftentimes the process can go on for a year or two years and occasionally even longer. So I'm not sure that there's really any typical process. It will vary from state to state because the rules that lenders have to go through to effectuate a foreclosure vary from state to state. And different servicers use different procedures. Some of them are more careful about seeing if they can find a way to keep the borrower in the home. Some do better than others in that regard. But every case is different. So you can't just blame this on adjustable rate mortgages where the rates suddenly readjust to a much higher payment each month. It sounds like it's more of a group of factors that have kind of converged on our economy at once. Yeah. Well, a lot of people bought more house than they could afford, unfortunately. And everybody was caught up in the euphoria that swept us during the years 2000, 2006. So lenders made loans to borrowers that they ordinarily wouldn't have made loans to. Borrowers were really encouraged, sometimes seduced into buying more house than they could really afford. In many cases, they were told that, well, although your interest rate is scheduled to adjust in two years, don't worry about that because we'll just refinance you and you can start the process again. Now, of course, that only works in a world in which house prices are appreciating. And it worked for a while. People bought houses they couldn't afford. A lot of people speculated on houses, figuring they'd do a quick turnaround and make a lot of money. Some people refinanced their homes to use up the equity in their house, pay off their credit cards, reduce their payments, and then they could start building up credit card debt all over again. Our guest on InfoTrack is Jack Guttentag. He is the Professor of Finance Emeritus at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, and we're discussing the foreclosure situation in America today. Professor Guttentag, let's walk through what a foreclosure means to a family. Basically, they lose all of the equity they've built into their house and are given a certain time to leave, right? Yes, it does mean that. It means that the bank repossesses your home. 
when you take out a mortgage, what you're doing is allowing the lender to take a lien on your house. The contract that you write says that if you don't meet your obligations under the contract, the lender has the right to take your house. It's just like putting up a security if you take a security loan or anytime you take a loan that's collateralized by anything, except in this case, your collateral is the house that you live in. So it's not like anything else. But it's what makes the system work. It's the reason why people can borrow at 6% in many cases to buy a house where if they didn't have a way to put up the collateral, they wouldn't be able to borrow the amount they need at any price. And smaller amounts, they would pay the unsecured rate, which might be 12 or 15%. I think everyone has heard the term predatory lending. What kind of role has that played in this whole situation? I don't think that predatory lending, the way it's usually taken to mean, is responsible for a large number of foreclosures. You don't have to go that far. All you have to talk about is salesmanship. You have a lot of loan officers and mortgage brokers, the people who deal with borrowers, who are in a sales mode. And what they're selling is whatever the lenders give them to sell. So if you go back a couple of decades ago, they had 30-year fixed-rate mortgages to sell subject to rather restrictive underwriting requirements about who is eligible for a loan. But during the years 2000 to 2006, because of rising home prices, lenders relaxed their lending standards and made it a lot easier for people to borrow and borrow larger amounts. And the people out in the marketplace who deal with borrowers, who make their money from the commissions they earn on every loan they close, that's how they make their money, pushed what they had. And what they had included some very deceptive instruments like option arms, and the terms were easy, and so the brokers and the loan officers took advantage of that. And that was just salesmanship. That's how the system works. Sure, you had some predatory practices going on, but the worst practices were those that didn't happen. That is, the loan officers and mortgage brokers didn't warn the customers about the risks that they were getting themselves into. On the contrary, they would try and de-emphasize that and tell the borrowers that, oh, you can afford this, and if something happens down the road, you'll be able to refinance. Professor, lately I've seen the term short sale used quite frequently, and apparently that's something short of a full foreclosure. Maybe you can explain that. Well, short sale prevents foreclosure, but it doesn't keep you in your house. A short sale just means that you get the lender to agree that they will accept the proceeds of the sale as full repayment of the loan. So you have paid off your loan, but you have to find another place to live. Your credit rating will take a beating. So that's not a really great solution any more than a deed in lieu of foreclosure where you give the lender title to the property, but the lender, again, accepts that as full repayment of the loan. Well, if you find yourself in the situation where you need to negotiate with your bank or lender, how do you approach that? Do you need to look at what they want out of the deal and, and kind of put yourself in your lender's shoes? Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. And most borrowers who get into trouble don't look at it that way. You do have to put yourself in the position of the lender. And there are a couple of things about that that are worth noting. First, they don't necessarily want to make it easy for you to get a break from them because they're afraid that if they make it easy for some, 
the others will all be lining up. They don't want to help anybody that doesn't really need to be helped. The burden of proof is on the borrower. Now, what a borrower really would like to get, the borrower who's in trouble in the sense that they can't continue to make the payment or they can't afford the payment that's going to occur with the next rate adjustment. That kind of borrower really needs a modification of his loan contract. And the servicers are reluctant to make modifications, except in cases where doing so will actually reduce the loss to the investor. Most servicers don't own the loans that they service. They do it under contract with an investor, and they have a contractual obligation to the investor to minimize loss whenever they can. So if they can give the borrower a break, which will keep him in his home and avoid the costs of foreclosure, which are very high, they'll do that. But they examine cases one by one, and they take a lot of time to evaluate. Your typical servicer does not have enough staff to do these, and they're constantly running behind. And so the borrower has to be very, very persistent. So it sounds like what you're saying is you should not wait for the bank to come after you. You should basically take the initiative and approach them when you know you're in trouble. Yeah, you do take the initiative. And sometimes what you'll be told is come back when you're two months behind. That's part of the game that they play to discourage people from trying to get a free ride. But you have to be persistent and you have to make your case That is, you have to put down on paper what your game plan is for being able to meet the new payment of a new mortgage if you get a break from the lender. You have to calculate your debt ratio, for example, which is the sum of your mortgage payment, other debt payments, property taxes, and your homeowner's insurance. And you have to relate that to your income, and you have to demonstrate that You just can't make that with your current income, but you could make some other number, and that other number would require that the rate on the mortgage be reduced to some number. That's the way they should go about it. And before we let you go, Professor, you do have some resources available online for listeners. Right. There's more about this on my website, mtgprofessor.com. Well, we appreciate you offering some very wise advice. Jack Guttentag, Professor of Finance Emeritus at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. My pleasure. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, crime on campus seems rampant. How can students keep themselves safe? The answer's coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 